Coming up, Young Machinist, Labor News, and upcoming classes at the Wimpersinger Center. Activate Live starts now. Welcome to Activate Live. I'm Tanya Hutchins coming to you from our William W. Wimpesinger Education and Technology Center in Hollywood, Maryland. This is where our union members train to become strong leaders. Some already are, but my motto is you should never stop learning. We'll speak with some of our young machinists in a moment, but first, Native American Equal Pay Day. Monday was Native American Equal Pay Day, which was the day Native women had to work into 2019 to make or match what white men made in 2018 through that whole year. The pay gap persists across all occupations and actually widens with higher education, which seems surprising. Native women earn 58 cents for every dollar earned by white men. Well, Tuesday was National Voter Registration Day, a day to push people to register to vote. Unions are all about having a say in decisions that affect our lives, and voting is too. You can register at nationalvoterregistrationday.org. And we're giving you four months' notice, four months' notice for the deadline to apply for the 2020 IAM Scholarship Competition. It's open to IAM members and their children throughout the United States and Canada. Earlier this year, the Machinist Union awarded 16 scholarships worth $64,000. For more information, go to our website, goiam.org. Before I go any th further, I'm going to let you know that I have a little bit of a scratchy throat, so hopefully I won't start coughing. But if I do, hopefully my guests will help me out. We are here at the William W. Wimpersinger Education and Technology Center in Hollywood, Maryland, to speak with some students in our Young Worker Strategy Program. Now, they're studying here this week about how to make their voices heard in the workplace and their communities. Well, young workers make up 35% of the labor force. You hear that? 35% of the labor force are young workers. And a little more than 9% are unionized. I think we have some graphics there. You could see it. So those are the stats, the most recent stats we can get our hands on. Millennials are those born between 1981 and 1996. So right now, they're between 23 and 38 years old. We have some members in our audience who match those ages, and joining us now is Braden. Do you pronounce it Barrier? Yep. Not Badier. Not Badier. See, I had to ask. And you are from local 839 in Kansas, is that right? Correct. Well, tell us a little bit about what you do for work. Um, yeah, what do you do? I work at Spirit Aero Systems. Uh, I'm a machinist, an MO1C. I work on the 41 section, on the 737, and a couple other planes. Uh, <clears throat> I'm a union steward. I'm also the, uh... How is that union steward? That's an important position. Uh, it is an important position. Uh, it, it's a lot of work, uh, but it's very rewarding. Uh, what's, I, what's the most challenging part? Uh, the most challenging part is, uh, you play a lot of roles. You know, one day you might be, uh, somebody's, you know, kind of a, a therapist just to listen, and then, and then one day you might have to go, um hard at a manager because something isn't, you know, unfair that has to be corrected. So that is such an important role and and thank you so much for doing that. Yeah, absolutely. So when did you join the IAM? Uh, I joined uh, three years ago when I joined the company. Um, 
Uh, so you're a relatively new member then. Yes. Uh, I, I went into orientation and I, they pretty much explained that uh, they, everything that they've fought for, all the benefits, everything that I thought was cool about the company was something that the union had fought for. Every single thing the union fought for. So you were here for a class, the Young Worker Strategy Program. How did you hear about that class? Um, I actually had uh, somebody that was under me, uh, an employee that was just a, a regular employee that was active in the union, and he was on the Young Machinist Committee and uh, he came to me and he said, hey, I'm, I'm going to this program. You're a steward. You know, I'm sure you would like to know a little bit more about the union and what we can do for the young machinists. And that was your class photo that we just saw. Tell us a little bit about what you've been learning this week. Uh, we've been learning about, uh, you know, generational diversity. Uh, we've been learning about um, organizing, uh, strategy. You know, just a lot of things that uh, uh, have to do with, um, you know, we have a lot of older people uh, that run the union, and a lot of us younger people are going to have to step up and uh, take over when the old guard leaves. And uh, we've been learning about uh, everything that it's going to have to take as far as communication. You know, some of us younger people, we don't always, you know, Sometimes we see the older people as like our parents or something like that, and we all are going to have to get over that. And, uh, you know, that's what's going to guide us into the future. Now you mentioned you have a Young Machinist Committee. Yes. Young Worker Committee. Um, tell us a little bit about what you're going to tell them when you go back home. So I've learned more in a week than I've learned in just the few years that I've been in the union, uh, just hanging out at the lodge. And that might be on me, but uh, 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 what I'm going to take back is all the strategy and the organizing. Um, I didn't wasn't really sure how the like the parliamentary stuff worked, you know. Um, I think the main thing uh, I learned about baby boomers and what they value versus what we we as millennials value. And I think it's going to make it a lot easier because I do have to work with a lot of older people uh, and we have a lot of newer people coming in and I, that's something I have to deal with often. Uh, right now we're working on a strike pamphlet. Um, <clears throat> I've gotten a lot of good ideas uh, just about organizing and uh, resources and just all kinds of stuff. So there are polls coming out saying that you know, more and more people are approving of unions. I think it's almost, well, it's about 50%, which is like the highest in 25 years. Yes. And a lot of young people are becoming active, you know, and going on marches and, and sit-ins. How does that make you feel knowing that there are so many young people that are really getting involved in organizing efforts and trying to become union members? It's really inspiring. I mean, I absolutely feel the solidarity. Um, I think, a lot of people, some people I feel like are getting in the union just maybe just to cover their own butts. Uh, but um, a lot of people, most people are very passionate about it. And they understand that, uh, you know, everything that we have, all the vacation days, the benefits, everything was fought for. And uh, I think uh, my union's done a really good job 
of letting all of us new people know exactly what we're fighting for. So when you first joined, you know, it sounds like you all were really organized and yes. somebody came and talked to you and what was orientation like? Um, man, it was intense. Those guys were really passionate. They came in there and they got in our faces and they let us know that the company is not always on our side and that uh, they gave some examples. Uh, they, they showed us in our last contracts the things that we lost, the things that we gained, exactly what unions have done in the past and what their plans were for the future. And uh, I was just kind of blown away. And, uh, you know, some people were very against it and some people were for it. And the people that were for it in the beginning, I'm still working with today. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, what do you think the key is to recruiting new members? Because organizing is one of our top priorities. But when we recruit new members, what is the key to recruiting new young members? Um, I think, uh, I mean, the guys that recruited me, I mean, they got, they were spot on. You just got to let these guys know exactly what they stand to lose, what they stand to gain, and what the stakes are. You know, um, I think uh, it's going to be difficult because uh, we all value different things. But since I've been here, I've learned about more about what people value and, and how, you know, I can use that to understand to help more people. And the things we have in common. Yes, a lot of things that we have in common. We have a lot of things in common. I know that when someone first explained unions to me, there were benefits that I didn't even know about. And sometimes it just takes talking to somebody, doesn't it? Right, exactly. I, since I've been here, I, I mean, I've, I had no idea the things that we were involved in. Uh, just, <clears throat> you know, uh, we met some Job Corps people. You know what I mean? I, there's things you don't even know that your dues go to that help so many people. Tell us a little bit about Job Corps. Job Corps was amazing. Uh, we had all these kids come in here and tell us their stories, you know, just how they powered through, you know, adversity. Uh, this program gave them a place to live, gave them food, gave them friends, gave them a career, gave them a future. So it was, I don't know, it was really powerful and I was really inspired. I, I kind of wish I had something like that when I was young, but, you know. Yeah. And letting them get exposed to union membership. Yes. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I heard every single one of them wants to work for for a union company, so. Oh, that's great. I can understand that completely. Is there anything else that you want to say to a young member out there, or even a young person who may not be a union member yet, about what to learn about unions? Uh, yeah, I mean, we are the future, um, but we also have to respect the past. Um, uh, if you know where you're coming from, it gives you a better sense of where you're going. Um, uh, just be respectful and, um, just, just know your worth and uh, just uh, go out there and uh, take what you want and make it happen. Great. Thanks so much for joining yeah. us, Braden. Yeah. So what do you think about the Young Worker Strategy Program? Comment now to activate your voice using live chat on YouTube, comments on Facebook, or by replying to this video on Twitter. You can also comment during the replay at any time. You don't have to be live for us to comment. Well, if you're just joining us, we're talking about our Young Worker Strategy Program that takes place at our training center in Hollywood, Maryland. And our next guest is another participant of the program. We have Nicole Tappenden. Did I say it right? You did, yeah. Local 2323, Ontario, Canada. Yes. Tell us a little bit about where you work and what you do. 
Sure. So I work at Air Canada. I am a lead in cabins, the CEQ department. Um, that's where I'm a lead, so I have a crew that works under me and with me and basically goes in the aircraft, um, reset the aircraft to a standard to go back out. Also to do security sweeps to make sure that there's no dangerous weapons or anything on the aircraft to come over to the States. How did you first, like did you originally seek a union job, seek out a union job when you were looking for work? Uh, no, actually Air Canada is one of those places that it's generational almost, like my mother worked there oh, okay. and it was kind of like, okay, you know, you do a lot of other things and eventually you just kind of end up where your mom ends up. So you were lucky, <laughs> so, yeah. you I were was. exposed to unions I early. I was, I was. So yeah, my mom was there for 20 years, over 20 years, so I was exposed to it. I saw the, um, the independence and everything she got from working in the union especially and um, yeah, so it was, it just, it felt right. Now, do you have a Young Workers Committee where you are? We do have a Young uh, young Machinist Committee. Yeah, tell us a little bit um, about that. We, are, we haven't been getting together as much as we should. Um, when I go back, that is definitely something I plan to change. Um, what type of activities do you do or do you want to do? Well, we've met a couple of times to see the strategy that we'd like to do to move forward. Um, but now that I've come to here, and in the training and getting all the motivation, inspiration from um, everyone I've met here, everybody in my class. Um, I have so many ideas to bring back to them, going out to the community, um, also visiting schools, talking to other kids from younger. I think, I actually think we should start targeting the kids from a little younger, even from high school or college before they leave to come into the workforce to get their mindset and get them energized and excited about and it. And to teach them about unions. And to teach them about being in a union and the benefits of being in the union. So that's just my strategy when I go back to try to get everybody amped and excited about it. Um, I'm going to talk to everybody I see all the time and just spread the word that way and see how it goes. What do you think we need to do to recruit new young union members? Um, who may just be graduating and you know they're looking for jobs. Well, I think it's very important to just speak to them as as adults. You know, I think a lot of the times they just want to be spoken to like they're grown-ups. So you just have to lay it on the line for them and say, you know what? Like you want to get these benefits and things if the union didn't exist. You know, um, I'm going to share stories, other stories that I've heard about places that don't have unions and how. Um, their quality of life isn't the same as someone inside of a union. Right, like like schedules may not be regular schedules. schedules um, or... When it comes to your health benefits, so many things that you don't necessarily think about when you're younger because you're not in these situations, but just hopefully give them idea of, you know, just think of what, what if this happens, what would you do? Right. If you didn't have a union, you might not be in a position right. where you can afford medication or... You know, right, so, or yeah. the ability to file a grievance. The ability or, to file a grievance, to know yeah. your rights as a person. and yeah. I just can't imagine not knowing what my schedule is yeah. like two weeks beforehand and yeah. just having it like arbitrarily change, which exactly. has happened in some of the non-union places I've worked when I was younger. Exactly. Or oh. thinking you're going to work the next day and they call and you be like, oh, no, you don't have work today. Exactly. You know? so, mm -hmm. so I think those are things that people can definitely relate to. Exactly. So as a young machinist, what are some of the issues that are important to you personally? Um, for me, the idea of unity and solidarity is, a, is very important to me. When you're in a workplace, it's like your second home. So you have your family at home, but then your workplace is your second home. So it's very important to 
work with the people and love the people that you're with and get along as best as you can. So just the idea of bringing people together and knowing that, you know what, as a young person, you might be with this person for the next 25 years, the next 30 years. So just to try to build that sense of community and, um, and that's hard to do sometimes. It is. Because it is hard to do. You may have people that have different belief systems. That's right. People just don't get along. Yeah. I mean, what do you do to try to bridge that gap? Well, as much as there's things that separate us on the surface level, at the end of the day, deep down, I think people just want to be genuinely happy and good. So if you can kind of, with everybody, you should be able to find something to relate to. So just from conversation and speaking and asking questions and getting to know them on a personal level, it might bring things to, you know, it make it brings, it shows trust. You build trust with somebody, with anybody. You can do that because you can find a similarity with anybody from all over the world, age, it doesn't matter. See, so, that's good advice. So as long as you try to find that, and that's what I'm gonna work on, to try to find that with somebody, then that's how you build. And then you can introduce them to somebody else because no one knows what someone's hobbies are and stuff like that, you can say, hey, this person's into this or this is into that. So just to try to build that. Now, you mentioned age, mm -hmm. age differences. Mm -hmm. You know, the Young Worker Strategy Program is going on, but we also have a retiree education yes. program going on. Yes. So you all have been mixing and mingling with mm -hmm. retirees. Absolutely. And I know they went to Capitol Hill today. Yes. And they're on their way back. They weren't able to, to, to be here in time, but they may come in later if they can. Mm -hmm. um, how do you feel about mentoring with different generations. Oh, that's amazing. Like, to me, like, the opportunity to learn something every day, no matter where it comes from, is the best place to move forward with understanding. So, if I can speak to a retiree and they can tell me their struggles or things that they dealt with, or, you know, you can ask them questions, well, what would you do in this situation? What would you do in that situation? And then bridge it with your ideas of now, you kind of put it together, you'd be able to solve so many things. And then moving forward as well for myself, the more I learn, I can then find somebody who also wants to learn and teach them what, I've, what I know from my experiences. And I can also pass down the stories that I've learned from the retiree. And then both ways, the retirees also learn something from the younger generation. So I think it's an amazing opportunity to be mentored and also to be a mentor. You know, we have a lot of people who have been organizing for years. We're constantly organizing. It's one of our top priorities. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of new members in Canada as well. What is your advice to someone who is thinking about joining the IAM? Like, what would you tell them about your union, our union? Do it. Like, don't even think about it. Like, are you crazy? Yeah, do it. She's going to make me laugh <laughs> like, and it's it. going to make like, me cough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we just say, what do you have to lose? Nothing. You know, what do you have to lose from not joining? Everything. So try it. Oh, that's great. Anything else you want people to know if they're um, young members just starting out in this union? Um, I would say just, you know, focus on what your passions are, of course. Um, stick to the idea of just being a good member of society and working together in solidarity. And, you know, just try to be a good person every day. And that's it. That's right. That's good it. person in your community, that's good it. person in your union, yeah. good union member. That's it. And go to your meetings. And go to your meetings. Come out. Vote. You could learn so much in the yeah. meetings about what's going on. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's where you learn everything, right? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Well, thanks so much for stopping by. Thank we you appreciate for having it. Me. Absolutely. You could sit right here with me, okay? Thank you. No problem. <laughs> so you two can join the conversation. Let us know what you think about anything you've heard with the Young Workers Strategy Program. Um, and I should have found out from, from Rhonda when the next dates are. I should have put that up there. I'm just going to yell over to her. Do you know when your next class is, Rhonda?
month or season? I put her on the spot. Okay, it's probably going to be in May or June. So next spring, we'll, we'll probably put out a call if you're interested in signing up from the, for the Young Workers Strategy Program. So it's a great program, very energizing. Well, here's a look now, a look back at this week in labor history. During this week in 1874, American sociologist and photographer Lewis Hine was born. You've probably seen his famous photographs of child laborers. Here's This is Lewis Hine right here. Here is one of a boy in 1911 named Manuel, who was picking shrimp at five years old. Can you imagine that? Hine's work raised awareness about child labor through this work for the National Child Labor Committee. Well, if you're a member of the IAM, one of the benefits of your union membership is the ability to take classes here at the Wimpersinger Center in Hollywood, Maryland. Here are some deadlines to keep in mind on the W3 calendar. It's time to register for the following classes. Advanced Communicators class, that deadline's October 4th. And we want to remind you that the 2020 schedule is available online now at wimpasinger.iamaw.org. That's wimpasinger.iamaw.org. We have lots of state council meetings coming up. Here's a list of the upcoming ones. September 27th, we have the Maritime Council of Machinists Biennial Conference in Moncton, New Brunswick. October 5th, we have the Joint Dakota State Council in Fargo, North Dakota. October 11th is the Michigan Machinist Fall Conference in Jackson, we have October 12th, the Arizona State Council meets in Tempe. And also October 12th, we have the Arkansas State Council meeting in Little Rock. We also have some conferences coming up and special events. Metal Trades Department's annual conference is September 30th in Las Vegas. We have the Air Transport District 140 Convention in Victoria, British Columbia, October 28th and 29th. We also have the Coalition of Labor Union Women, October 15th to 18th, meeting in Las Vegas for its biennial conference, Coming Together to Change the World. I will be there. And this is really fun, the largest fundraising weekend for Guide Dogs of America, which is our favorite charity. This is called Woofstock this year, played on the words of Woodstock. Love that tie-dye. That is going to be taking place November 21st to the 23rd. There are several events happening that week, and then they have the gala Saturday night. Look at that dog. Isn't that adorable? It's a flower dog with tie-dye around it. Oh, I'm going to miss that one, but I hope a lot of people go. We have so many locals and districts that raise money for Guide Dogs of America throughout the year holding events. Um, so this is really the big one. So we hope a lot of people show up for that in November. And you can go to guidedogsofamerica.org to get more information on that. Well, since I can hardly talk, that's all we have this week for this episode of Activate Live. Support your union siblings. Share this video to your local or district page. And thanks to all of you who already do. And we're going to say goodbye to our audience. Thanks for joining us, studio audience.